Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Kingdom Principles of Wealth Creation. We've been looking at the first topic, the reason why some Christians are poor. Why are some Christians poor? And we look at six different reasons why, why Christians become poor. If you see any Christian that is poor, it's one of these six reasons most of the times. The first one is laziness. The second one is greed. The third one is stinginess. The fourth is rebellion. The fifth is envy. And the sixth is unintelligence. And today we want to finish up with the rest. Fourth cause of poverty is rebellion. Rebellion simply means dishonor, dishonor of authority. And I have thought a lot about honor, that honor keeps the blessing flowing in your life. Dishonor blocks the flow of the blessing. So you must remember the important people in your life you must honor. God, number one. No Christian, no matter how prayerful or no matter how anointed, who is rebellious towards God will ever be rich. Rebellion against God. Rebellion against your parents. Sometimes when you see a Christian who is struggling and suffering financially, check their relationship with their parents. Rebellion against your parents. Rebellion against your pastor. Rebellion against people in authority. Rebellion against your spouse. And rebellion, rebellion, rebellion. The Bible says that the rebellious dwell on a dry ground. Dryness. If the devil wants to make you poor, one of the things he can do to you is to just invade your mind with rebellion. And so today I want to encourage everybody. Honor is the key to blessing. Never let the devil deceive you. Amen. Honor. Can I hear somebody say honor? Honor Honor is the key to blessing. If you honor people, it doesn't mean you are weak. It means you are smart. It will take you very far. And I see you going far. In the name of Jesus, you will go farther than those ahead of you have gone. Amen. The next cause of poverty is envy. What is envy? Envy is anger against other people's success. Anger. Envy simply means anytime you see somebody prosper, you get annoyed. Anytime you see somebody making progress, something in you says, no, why should he be him? Why him? Envy is anger against other people's prosperity. There are people who like you when you are poor. There are people who like you poor. They are your friend as long as you promise to be poor. They love you. They praise you as long as you are poor. The day God starts opening doors for you and you begin to prosper, hey, you become their enemy. There are people who won't talk to you again the day you build your own house. There are people the day you make a mistake to buy a car, they hate you. You are laughing. Prosper and you understand what I'm saying. Envy also means desiring what belongs to another person. Desiring to have what is for somebody. The only thing you want is other people's belonging. You don't want your own. Hallelujah. Yeah, if we read the book of Genesis 26 from verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. May the Lord bless somebody today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord bless the work of your hands. Prosper the work of your hands. And cause your life to go forward. In the name of Jesus. 
Bible says, and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. The man began to prosper. I see somebody beginning to prosper this month. And he continued prospering. I declare that your prosperity will continue. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your prosperity will continue. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Very soon it will begin to be said that you have become very prosperous. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. When he was poor, all the Philistines loved him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. He had possessions. Possession means he had assets. It means he had become wealthy. He had assets. He had assets in, in flocks, in herds, and a great number of servants. That means that he employed people and was paying them. That's a wealthy person. I said, that's a wealthy person. That's what it means to wealthy. Build a business. Build an organization that can employ people in hundreds and thousands and pay them every month without struggle. That is wealth. I see you going there. I said, I see you going there. In the name of Jesus. But the Bible said, as soon as he entered that realm, the natural thing that followed for him is that the Philistines began to envy him. Envy is what makes someone, anytime he sees other people prospering, he becomes annoyed. Or he, he begins to think of taking what is for another person. Verse 15 says, Now the Philistine has stopped up all the worlds which his father his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. And they had filled them with earth. That's what envy does. Immediately, they want to sabotage you. They want to pull you down. They want to destroy your wealth. They, they saw that the secret to his prosperity was the irrigation system that he had, which he was deriving from the wells. They began to block the wells. They began to block the wells. Verse 17. And so, and Abimelech said to Isaac, what did he say? Go away from us. For you are much mightier than us. Envious people can never stand a prosperous person. Now, if you are head of state and there's a wealthy man in your community, you are supposed to be happy. Because these are the people who transform the economy. In fact, the guy was employing people. That means that he was giving jobs and reducing the unemployment problem. Is that the kind of people you sack? But envy will make people do things that will shock you. And it's a devilish spirit. And the reason why Christians can be envy is because the devil fills our mind to make us think that somebody's prosperity is the stumbling block to your own prosperity. The abundance mentality makes you understand that there is enough for everybody. All of us here. There is enough for all of us. I don't need to take your own to become rich. There's enough for all of us. Yes. That you bought a car doesn't mean my own will never come. So why should I be angry with your car? Envy makes you never get happy when you see somebody prospering. But I've come to realize that anytime God gives something to somebody and you are annoyed, you just blocked that same blessing from ever coming to you. Anytime God gave somebody something, even if it is just a handkerchief and you get annoyed, God sees your heart 
you just block the same kind of blessing from ever coming to you. Can I say that again? Anytime you see people that you thought are not qualified for certain blessings, and yet they have it, it was God who gave it to them. Your attitude to the blessing of your colleagues and neighbors determines what next will come your way. If you are happy for somebody's prosperity, you are the next on the line. Your friend or your neighbor or your brother, and envy is so dangerous. Did you know why Cain killed Abel? Cain and Abel were twins, right? One father, one mother. Blood relations. Do you know why Cain killed Abel? Envy. Let's read it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flocks and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance, countenance means appearance. Envy is so obvious. You need to be smart enough, you can see it around. You don't need a vision. You don't need word of knowledge. You don't need the Holy Ghost talking to you. You can see it in the attitude of people. Anytime you prosper, watch how it happens. Look around you. From your immediate neighbors and friends to your workplace, everywhere. Hello? His appearance changed. When the same people used to be nice to you when you are poor, suddenly the attitude to you, towards you has changed. It is envy. It's not anything else. God accepted Abel's sacrifice. How do we know God accepted Abel's sacrifice? Because Abel suddenly began to prosper. Abel suddenly began to prosper. That is what proved that God has accepted his sacrifice. The only proof that God has accepted somebody's sacrifice is the results that happened afterward. Cain was looking. Everything was bad. Everything was the same. Look at verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why are you angry? The question I want to ask you today, are you angry about your neighbor's prosperity? Are you angry about your friend who got married that you are annoyed, said he, she's not even nice? Me, I'm nicer than her and I'm here, I haven't married and how dare she say she's marrying? And then suddenly they start speaking evil. You know sometimes when people get envious, they speak evil of people's success. Who oh, I don't even know what he's doing that is making money. Maybe he's doing sakawa or something. You think the devil can make people rich, but God cannot prosper people. Hey, have you heard? And these days, that brother, the way he's making money, I mean, I've heard that he's been going places, so let's be careful. It's envy. Hmm, that sister, hmm. I heard he's got some promotion, but you know, these days, you, don't, you can't get promotion without sleeping with people. Me, me, the things I've been seeing, but I know, I know that she did it. She slept with people, don't mind her, too, no. Envy. They will pass every possible means to destroy your testimony and make it never look like it's God. Well, he got a job and so what? One job he got. He came and stood here talking, 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 you know, as if he's the only one who has got a job. If he got a job and so what? It is nothing to you, but that is somebody's breakthrough. That is somebody's breakthrough. And shut up and let somebody testify of the goodness of God. Yeah. Envious people are always gossiping and destroying people. They cut down everybody. Because they themselves are not making any progress. They themselves are never prospering. So they are just looking out for people. Anybody who is making any significant progress, oh, 
They will find ways. They will investigate you. That's why envious people, they are always digging around people. They want to find out negative things about people. Always investigating people. They open a file on you. Because they want to find ways to make everybody know that it is not God that blessed you. But the devil is a liar. When God bless you today, he will bless you tomorrow. If he bless you tomorrow, he will bless you next week. If he bless you next week, he will bless you next month. In the name of Jesus. They will wish you evil, but the evil will never happen. In the name of Jesus. It's envious people who tell you that, oh, don't worry. Oh, this thing is just a nine-day nine wonder. Very soon it will just... No, it will not go down. It will go up. I said, I see you going up. I see you prospering and going forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. People of God, I want to encourage everybody in this church. Be happy for people's prosperity. When you see somebody's new car, go and congratulate him. Congratulate them. It tells you your own is on the way. Listen, so we have a church where nobody is prospering. Nobody gets married in this church. Nobody buys a car. Nobody buys a land. Nobody builds a house. Nobody gets promotion. We should just be there like that. Is that what you want? But envious person says, nobody should prosper, me alone. You know, in every family, there are people like that. Yeah, he said, embargo. In this family, nobody will build a house. Nobody's child will finish school. Nobody will go except me alone. But such people, do they ever build a house? No. Me, I've never seen such people ever build a house in any family. <laughs> because your heart is not open for others to go forward, you will never go forward. You will never go forward. But hey, any time you come to church, you hear news. Somebody just bought a house. Oh, may it happen in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, somebody just built a house. He should tell you, ah, this place, if I remain here, one of these days, me too, I'll build my house. I'll buy my house. That is it. It tells you God is in the neighborhood, working in the lives of people. Today is somebody's turn. Tomorrow is going to be another person's turn. Next time it will be your turn. There are times and seasons for everybody. Life is not a competition. Life is not a competition. Envious people are very competitive. Envious people don't have their own life. They're looking at somebody else. He bought a car. Oh, okay. I'm also buying a car right now, quickly. He bought a land. Okay, I'm also buying land, quickly. They don't have a life of their own. People dictate their pace. But you have a life to live. Live your life. Live your life. Be happy with your life. Never plan around somebody else's pocket. That is envy. That is envy. Never behave like if somebody has something, you have a share in it. That is envy. Never behave like people owe you. Oh, the money he got, he didn't give me some. He's not supposed to give you. Go and get your own. Go and get your own. You also have some with God. God is waiting for you to stop looking at people and look up to him. Anytime you hear somebody has broken through, you are running there. Anytime you hear somebody has money, you are running there. Some people can't even see somebody's wallet full of money and be normal. It's an envious spirit. It's an envious spirit. Something within you is telling you, take some. Take it. Go for it. Go and get it. It's yours. No, it's not yours. It's not yours. When you see somebody open his briefcase full of money, you say, wow, money is good. One day, I'll get some. I say, eh, this one, how can I take some? He doesn't even know what good use he should use it for. 
I need to take some. No, 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 no. He mustn't take all away like that. No, 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 no. I must take some. Yeah, I must take some by all means. The whole night he's thinking, how can I take some of that money? I need to take some. My share is there. I need to take it. You know. Then they start devising fraudulent, treacherous ways to defraud you, to take that which is yours. Envy always makes people say he owes me. Another word for envy is covetousness. When you read Exodus 20 from verse 17. Envy is so powerful, God had to put it among the Ten Commandments. Side by side, other grievous sins like murder. He said, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or husband for that matter. You know, some people, they see someone and say, ah, what a nice man. Why should, she, why should he be married to that lady? That lady is not even nice. I mean, I mean, I'm the right guy. Then they start planning, how can I take that guy from that lady? Envy, envy. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant. Anytime you see that word servant, it means employees. Nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Oh, if I can't have it, he too will not have it. He will destroy it. That's envy. And God does not bless envy. Hello? The devil can fill your heart with envy. You become the stumbling block to your blessing. Let's read James 3.16. He said, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing is there. I think we didn't even finish reading my scripture in Genesis chapter 4. Hello? Where envy and self-seeking exist, envious people are dangerous people. They will kill you to take what is yours. They will destroy what is yours. They will mess everything up. So how do you manage envious people? Never let them hear your testimony. It's not everybody you share testimony with. It's not everybody you tell certain things. There are places where you are there. Prosper quietly. I said do what? Prosper quietly so you can be safe. Because when they know it's there, they are going to come after you. They are going to destroy you. When you have envious people, you have to open your eyes and be smart. Where envy and self-seeking, that means selfishness, exists, confusion and every evil thing is there. Let's finish our scripture with Genesis chapter 4. I want us to look at what God told Cain. We're in verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And this morning, I believe God that nobody is angry at somebody else's prosperity. The blessing you are angry about is the blessing that will never come to you. If you are happy for somebody's prosperity, you are the next on the line. Yeah. Why is your countenance fallen? Verse 7. It's sad. Sometimes you meet people who should be happy for your blessing, but you see them and they frown. It's sad. You see them. So my, my, my prayer partner, I thought we were brothers. We prayed together. We believed God together. God has just opened a door for me. You meet them and they frown at you. Same people. When you were suffering, they were always there. Sympathize. They'll call you 10 times. Oh, don't worry. It will be fine. You never know your true friends until you prosper. You never know. The people truly love you. You know them when you have prospered. If you are poor, you don't know. Everybody is your friend. If you do well, will you not be accepted? God was telling Cain, Cain, you don't need to be angry with your brother. Follow his example. Look at what the good he did that I bless him. You to go and do it. Simple. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And his desire is for you. But you shall rule over it. God was warning Cain. God was saying, Cain, envy has entered your mind. Sin is looking for you. If you don't master this envy, 
it's going to make you do wrong. But you can master envy. You can decide. It's simple. Pastor, how do I do it? Be happy for people when you see them prosper. Decide. From today, I will celebrate every good thing I see around me. The good I see in people. When somebody tells me after church, almost every month I dedicate a new car. And I'm just happy. God knows I'm so happy dedicating new cars. Every month he gives me one new car. Not for myself, but for a church member. Your own is coming. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm happy for to see people prosper. You can't hang around me too, too long and be poor. Amen. Because I wish you well too much. It will show in your life. Yeah. When people tell me they bought a new car, I, I'm happy. Even when I did not have a car. If somebody tells me, Pastor, I've bought land, I want to start the project, I'm the most happiest. I'm the most happiest. That's what people are building every, every time. Almost every month I'm pouring oil on somebody's ground somewhere. In this church. Yeah. A day is coming. No, there will be no tenant in this church. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see you prosper. And if you have one, you can build another. It's not a sin. Nobody is, 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 is going to crucify you. Build another. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door. And it desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Verse 8. Now Cain talked with Abel with his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Let's all be the same. He killed him. Hallelujah. You won't die in the hand of an envious person. May God give you discernment. I heard a man of God said, when people show you their character, believe them. When somebody show you his character, believe them. Don't stop saying, oh, he's my friend, my close friend. Oh, stop saying he's my, my brother, one father, one mother. Stop saying, oh, we are Christian, but we go to the same church. If people show you their character, believe them. I think Abel shouldn't have died because the signs were on the wall. But this guy hates you. You don't hang around with people who hate you at where it matters most. No. You don't go to party with people who hate you. They can poison you. I'm giving somebody a good advice. It's not everything you eat. You can eat your life away. Yeah. Listen. Before I move to the next one. It is one thing to prosper. It's another thing to survive as a blessed man. Let me say it better. It is one thing to become wealthy. It is another thing to survive as a wealthy person. What you shouldn't. Abel shouldn't have died. You will not die in the hands of an envious person. In the name of Jesus. It is one thing to be rich. It's another thing to stay alive. When you become rich, you become the target. That takes me to the last point, unintelligence. It was difficult for me to really name that. I was going to call it foolishness, but it sounds too much like insult. But the truth is some people are poor because they are foolish. Because they act foolish. Hello? Unintelligence is one of the major causes of poverty among Christians. Because unintelligence makes you make all the bad decisions in life. All the bad decisions. Decisions that will make you poor. That's the only decision that unintelligent people make. Let's read the book of Proverbs chapter 8 from verse 12. It says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. Prudence means discretion. Discretion. Ability to analyze your decisions. Think through the decisions of your life because your decisions make you. Your decisions dis determine whether man is going to come towards you or move away from you. Wisdom dwells with prudence. And find out knowledge and discretion. Knowledge and discretion. It means that to be rich, you have to be knowledgeable. Not only have academic knowledge, but you also need to have financial knowledge. Amen. There's difference between academic intelligence and financial intelligence. The sad thing is our educational system makes you academically intelligent, 
and financially ignorant. Our educational system says get good grades, get a job, get a good job, and retire and be poor. You need to have knowledge because knowledge is what affects the decisions you make concerning your finances. Verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. You see, unintelligence is what makes people to dishonor God, to become proud, to become arrogant. You understand? Arrogance means refusing to take advice. Oh, when you do this, it will not go well. It's oh, me, I'll do it. It's my life. When you do this one, in the future, you will suffer. Oh, what can come, can come. I'll do it. People with such names don't go very far in life. What do you think? Arrogance. They never take advice. They never take counsel. They think they know it all until they crash. Verse 14. Counsel is mine. Counsel. Take counsel. Sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Verse 15. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches and righteousness. That is what wisdom does to people. It makes you rich because it makes you make smart decisions. Amen. Yeah. But unintelligence makes you make all the wrong decisions. One of the manifestations of unintelligence is people's inability to focus on life priorities. This one, I need to say, that life is in phases. Life is in stages. When you cannot identify the priority of the stage or and the phase of your life, you make all the wrong decisions. Hello? Yeah, you should be asking, where are you in life now? And what should be your priority? So you stop wasting time. Unintelligence will make people waste time and waste their lives. Unintelligence will make you think you can just pray and confess and not work and be lazy, and yet you become very rich. That is unintelligence. Yeah, some Christians believe that some way, somehow. Boom! One day there's going to be a breakthrough, and then you become a multimillionaire. If you didn't work your way into it, even if you get it, you lose it. Research has proved that nobody became wealthy through lottery. All the people who won lottery in the U.S., somebody won $5 million and became poor in three years. Three years, $5 million is gone. It's gone. If you didn't work your way into it, they give it to you, you'll mess it up. Yeah, life priorities. Now, for instance, let me, let, let me give you some example with priority. If you are here and you are a student, JHS, SHS, your priority is get good grades. That will secure your future. Steady well, get good grades. That should be your priority. You can't be in JHS, SHS, your parents are toiling to take good care of you, pay your fees, guarantee a good future for you, and join bad company and start misbehaving. You will not study. The most annoying one, you take a girlfriend. You take a girlfriend. I've seen a brilliant girl who became pregnant at SHS 2 and messed up her future for life. Your priority as an SHS student is not sex. It is stupidity to be in SHS and be sleeping around. You are stupid. So if you are not a smart person and you can't tell what you should be doing per time, you do the wrong things at the wrong time. And the end result is disaster. So if you are a student here, I want you to know you have a great future ahead of you, but your behavior now as a student is what will determine where far you go. Because that guy who impregnated you will not marry you. He will continue the school. 
he will continue. And when he finishes that thinking, but I'm a graduate and she's a dropout, it will not work. So you just fooled yourself, messed up your destiny. Hello? Yeah. But if you are in the university, probably third year or final year, I don't have anything against you having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. As long as that boyfriend and girlfriend is not for sexual purposes, but for marriage purposes. There's nothing wrong in the final university. You like somebody and he's God-fearing. He's nice, good character, and you become friends. But the person must just be a friend that you think one day you can get married to. When you graduate and you start working, then you think about marriage. Hello? Yeah. That is how sensible people behave. And I believe that they are, the young people in this church are sensible people. Yeah. yeah. This one is for all the students. But what about when you, get, when you graduate and you get a job and you start life? What should be your priority? You know, some people just got a job and they think it's party time. Born again Christian, finished university, you just got a job, party time. Every week you change girls because you have money. You ask yourself, how much money does that guy have? If they say, go home today, you don't even have enough to survive the next month. But foolishness is making you think you have arrived. Hello? Yeah! But an intelligent person just started a job. The first thing you do, don't overspend. Rent a small place that you can afford conveniently without taking a loan. And start saving. <laughs> Spend moderately and start saving. And as you save, as you save, you're thinking of the future. You're building your financial future. Spend moderately. When you start working, that's not the time to want to impress somebody, somebody with expensive clothing. <laughs> they said this one is the latest. You go and buy expensive clothing. You want to wear the expensive things. You want to impress everybody. By the middle of the month, your salary is finished. Then you borrow to the end because you want to impress people. You are single. You are not married. You've rented a two-bedroom apartment. That is unintelligence. That is unintelligence. You are just messing up the time you build your own house. You could rent a single room because you are single. Why did they call it single room? Why did they call it single room? It is because it is for single people. Yeah. The extra money for advance, save it. In two years, you bought a land. That is a smart person. In two years, you bought a land. Then you start building. You can't marry you know, early in your life, you won't save anything. Extravagant living every weekend, moving from restaurant to restaurant. Listen to me, there's a time you go to restaurant too. There's a time for it. There's a time to travel with your family or for holidays. There's a time for it. Amen. There are times you need to travel alone and let everybody talk. Travel alone and save. And if you are a smart person and you are married, don't be happy about, about unreasonable expenditure in your house. Amen. Especially the women. Every man shopping. There's time for shopping, oh. Yeah. When you have become wealthy, that you can shop, you can buy 10 shoes straight at a shop and not feel it, then you can start shopping. There's a time to save. If you cannot save whilst you earn an income, you are not smart. You are not smart. You are not intelligent. You can't eat everything you have and borrow on top before the end of the month. It means you're eating too much. You borrow shoe to wear then you pay it small, small, small. That's not your shoe. That shoe is above your level now. Yeah, I see young men doing that. Young men borrowing shoe. You can't go to Cantamantu and take a nice shoe that will last you three years. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. There was a time in my life, every corner in Cantamantu, I know there, where you get first selection shirts, first selection shoes, I know everywhere. You need to know. You know, 
It means how much you earn does not determine how wealthy you become. There are people I've met, they're earning 10,000 a month, but so I know they are not going anywhere. I, I look at your lifestyle, I can tell. You don't go anywhere. One day they just say, go home, and you go home with your hands over your head crying because you did nothing with the time and the privilege. Hello? Yeah. So when you are intelligent, it means that you should be asking yourself, where am I now? And what should be the priority of my life? Then you advise yourself that somebody took his wife to shopping in that shop. There's no me. You should go there now. Probably he's making a mistake. Don't join him in the mistake. Hallelujah. You don't just because little money comes to hands. You want to just, just waste money in the name of God who provide. No, when God provides, he expects you to act wisely with a provision. That's why there are people who work till retirement take their retirement money, they don't know what to do with it. Hello? They don't know what to do. So, somebody tells them, oh, okay, this day, this business is good. Do it. We'll continue the rest. The Lord bless you and give you wisdom and give you intelligence in everything that you do. In the name of Jesus. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.